Welcome, everyone, to an NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. Pleased to be joined by new Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti. Uh, Tony, um, exciting times in college athletics, especially in the Big Ten on the horizon. The additions of USC and UCLA. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, but you have quite a past in the college space and, of course, overall in athletics. Uh, most recently with Major League Baseball, you worked at CBS Sports, really instrumental in uh, the first rendition of what we would see today as sort of the of the college football playoff, but years ago. Um, first off, what drew you to even applying for this position? Well, thanks, Andy. Yeah, it was a combination of a lot of different things. I think my own experiences in working in you know, in organizations like MLB and, and the networks I work for where you know, you're just reaching lots of people, you're connecting people. And then the Big Ten, obviously, and its student athletes does exactly that. So that was really attractive to me. And I also like the idea of being in a, in a space where you have tremendous tradition, but there's change and innovation that are required to keep protecting what's most important, those core values of education and opportunity and great athletics. So I think all that combination there. And then the last thing I'll say is, you know, uh, nowhere near an elite athlete, but getting you know being able to play in college for four years, I loved baseball. I was able to play uh, Division three, but still it was a great experience for me. And you know, and that combination of athletics and academics has been really critical to my whole journey. So I felt like you know that was another reason. And just you know, they take that the obviously cliche thing. I love college sports, so all that together is pretty pretty powerful reason to do this. Well, and the key words you just said there were the combination of athletics and college, the student athlete. Uh, you're coming in at a time where things have dramatically changed since you were at Haver Haverford College uh, as a baseball player. And even since when you were you know, looking at a college football playoff in any kind of form decades ago, uh, name, image and likeness, the transfer portal. Um, how would you sort of look at where we are right now in that overall landscape? Yeah, I think the the quick way to sort of think about that is that you know what's still what what's been important still is right the the combination of academics and athletics that's what the Big Ten is about that's still important. Having said that, every generation of athletes there's just new things that happen right. The world changes, the needs of student athletes change and progress. What they're being asked to do changes, um, and so I think that comes together. So I think we can I think we can creatively work together to keep what's best about the current system while also providing additional resources that student athletes in this generation and next generation need. So I think that to me is the, the balancing of what we're trying to do. It's not that it's got to be one system or another. And so I hope uh, that we're going to be able to do that. That's going to take a lot of collaboration with the NCAA and, and President Baker and the other college commissioners and just a, a whole lot of people have to work together to get this done. Obviously, you are the commissioner of uh, 14 schools, soon to be 16 with I can't even count how many student athletes and sports, and we are in the 50th anniversary of Title IX. Um, the Big Ten has a great history in women's athletics, certainly mm -hmm. in women's basketball, most recently women's volleyball. It's probably the most dominant conference in the country. Softball, I could go on. Um, how do you ensure that that gender equity uh, continues and gets even better within the Big Ten and in college athletics? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, it, to me, it really hit home this past uh, March watching the women's tournament in Iowa and Caitlin Clark and the excitement and the size of the audience was remarkable, right? We saw the attention that it got. The games were great and, and people really came and uh, were excited about it. So I think the main thing is like that's that's why whatever system that we, we need to create and change to preserves that core value. That's 
that's been a, a, a what we are, right? So 14 women's championships, 14 men's championships, you know, deep history of success across all of those sports. That's the mission to continue to do that and to make sure those opportunities, like, you know, one of the things that came up a lot in the process, you know, you hear some words used over and over when you're going through this, something like this for the first time, and it was broad-based athletic programming. That's what, that's what the Big Ten is. So then that's men and women. And we want to make sure that as we think about, obviously, when you think about benefits and changing benefits to student athletes, you have to think about that, obviously, across both and, and, and making sure that we're compliant with Title IX and we're providing opportunities to everybody in the system. Another issue that's certainly in the forefront across the country, and the Big Ten has done a great job of, of leading this, is in the mental health space. Space, excuse me. Um, student athletes have been struggling. The whole population obviously has, but there's really been an emphasis on looking at getting more mental health professionals and making sure student athletes are well cared for the, the holistic, the whole body from head to toe. Um, where do you stand on ensuring that that continues and gets even better across all these institutions? Yeah, I think the the work that Kevin did, my predecessor here in this space, was really important and and needs to be uh, continued and strengthened and just growing. It's obviously a need. You know, I'm the a father of two, you know, 28 year old and a 25 year old, so I understand, you know, some of the issues that are just different than the ones that you know a generation ago faced. And we have to be respectful of that and provide those resources. So when I say, you know, we need to provide more support and resources, that's not just, you know, in terms of how athletes compete but also what they get away from the field. That's really important. It's the classroom, that's graduation, that's mental health, that's mentoring, all of those things, you know, are just part of the journey. And to be fair, it's what makes us different. And we have to make sure that we that we continue that. And I think there's been some great work done here and I'm excited to really dive into to, to growing it. Uh, obviously you've got so many different institutions across the country. Um, and, you know, we've seen what what's happened with, with the SEC, with the Big Ten, other leagues have obviously expanded. How do you manage sort of, you know, meeting all these different entities that might have different agendas individually, but need to come together from the presidents to the athletic directors down to the student athletes? Yeah, I think there's two things. There's one, the, the collaboration inside the conference to make sure that as a conference office, we're providing the support out to the member institutions on a daily basis. And that, you know, the experience of the student athletes in the Big Ten is the, is the greatest that we can make it uh, across all. And then I think when you think about collaboration outside of the conference with the NCA, with the other conferences, you know, making sure that we're coming together, because I think some of the issues that you've been alluding to and talking about, you know, they're going to require a much uh, broader based solution and going to require great work from a number of different groups. So the collaboration. And then the last thing I'll say is just having been at some CFP meetings down in Dallas the last few days, you know, this is way more in common among these conferences than there isn't right. You know, in terms of you know, hearing about, you know, scheduling things we can do and play on, on the field and away from the field and initiatives that we all work together. We work together, they get bigger and they're better. And so, again, that's a very early assessment, but I felt it in the room, uh, not only when they were talking about the CFP, but just when there were other conversations about, you know, other aspects of being a student athlete. You know, I heard at your news conference, you were discussing, um, you know, integrating USC and UCLA, obviously, before they come in a year from now. Uh, you know, the big hot topic, of course, is going to be scheduling. I know you don't have the answers yet and right. how that's going to work logistically. Um, but what are some of the key touch points in bringing in two teams, two schools, I should say, with broad base, great history in a number of different sports, but from one part of the country where this league will stretch from Southern California all the way to New Jersey? Yeah, I, th I think, look, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, I know I haven't gotten into specifics of how we're going to solve some of these things, but 
I do think uh, it allows for you to be creative. Like one of the things that I've been involved with throughout my entire career is, is scheduling, whether it was at MLB, um, postseason scheduling, regular season, working with media partners, same thing with at ABC and CBS scheduling our events. So that's been a really um, big part. So I feel comfortable there. I think part of it is, you know, can we innovate? Can we, what's, what do we have, what things have to be kept and gone and go forward with and what things we can change as there. And I think also, I feel like when you go into something like this, that might be, you know, difficult, you know, how you adjust long-term, because I'm sure there'll be things that we'll need to do to make them better. And I think that's true of any kind of a scheduling format you change, whether it's for media or for playing schedule, a lot of things I've worked on, I know, despite all the hard work that went in, there's the adjustments you make in years two, three, and four to, to just react to the way it's actually operating and whatever, whether consequences you may not have foreseen are happening. So, and then I think, you know, we're going to make sure that we have a lot of resources allocated to this because we want to make sure not only that we connect USC and UCLA and the student athletes to the conference, but we also want to connect Los Angeles and these different cities together. We've got, uh, so it feels like a Big Ten event. So, so some things we can do there creatively with events to really start doing that. And and the goal is to make it feel cohesive as fast as possible. When you were at Major League Baseball, uh, like a lot of professional sports, you had a you know diverse portfolio uh, television-wise. Uh, the Big Ten is entering a new era where it's going to have agreements, obviously, with Big Ten Network, uh, Fox, um, CBS, and now adding Peacock. Um how do you think that's going to sort of like, go, like going forward, how much do you think that would be more the norm uh, to diversify the portfolio uh, to reach different audiences on a number of different networks? Yeah, look, there's, there's lots of different models about how to, to broadcast your rights. You know, you can, there can be one or two partners, three or four partners. And, you know, my experience in MLB was we had three core partners that, that broadcast the national, obviously the teams had their own local deals, but we had three, core partners. Then we added some digital companies over time, you know, testing smaller packages. So this is going to continue to evolve. I think the first thing I would say uh, for the conference is that we've got to execute these media deals well. It's new. It's There are multiple networks on the same days. And so, you know, all of those logistics, how you schedule, who does what, when. One thing I'm really excited and confident about, and maybe because I work with all of these, uh, these companies in, in a pretty close basis, is that, you know, Fox, CBS, NBC, their presentation of the Big Ten across all sports is going to be outstanding. Like they are very motivated. They're really, I mean, the conversations I've had so far, uh, including with my former boss at CBS, Sean McManus, like he's, they're really energized about working with the Big Ten. So I'm really excited about what that's going to mean for the presentation and the messaging. And then from there, we'll see we'll see where it evolves about, you know, new formats uh, and, and what that means for the conference long term. Tony, I know you weren't in the hiring process with the Pac-12 and the Big 12 or even previously with the Big 10, but uh, now this is back-to-back -back Big 10 commissioners. And I mentioned the Pac-12 and the Big 12 that have gone outside the college space, at least immediately. I mean, not, mm -hmm. not that these individuals didn't work at some point in the college space, but immediately bringing in commissioners who weren't working at member schools or other conferences. Why do you think that is? You know, I, I can't really speak to the other process because obviously I wasn't in them, so I don't really know what that what what that search was like and what they were looking for. I, I do I do think my, you know, in in the process I went through, which was incredibly thorough and substantive, that um, you know it was important. So I know the perception is he came from outside. I think the most important thing for me in the process was, um, you know, I, I feel like I had a really uh, diverse and, and pretty extensive background across a lot of areas, but that connection to college athletics and understanding the space was really important. Uh, for the search committee and then all 16 uh, member institutions when they were making the final decision. So that was a big part of it for me. So I don't know. I felt like, 
you know, I, I, and I, it was very substantive. So when I was doing the work preparation, it really was almost like diving in as if you were doing it. And and so I think that was a big part of it. And, and Tony, one last thing, you know, I've talked to a number of people who worked for you and they told me that, you know, when you first came in at, over at CBS, you know, no one was quite sure, you know, when he's going to come in, uh, is this something that he's, you know, well-versed in and within moments, uh, everyone knew you were the right person. You, you were a good listener and they loved working for you. And I was thinking about Charlie Baker. Here comes a governor from Massachusetts, Republican governor, uh, who was able to be one of the highest, uh, rated and most successful governors, uh, in a blue state and in large part because he's a good listener. Um, what is it about that trait that you think has worked so well for you and wherever you have been? I, I, well, first, I really appreciate you saying that and hearing that is, is obviously great. But I, what I would say is that it's it's listening and it's, it's you know, caring. And I, I think, you know, for me, when I became executive producer at CBS Sports on some of the biggest events in the country that we had, I had never line produced a single event. And so but I think what I did was I, I made sure the staff understood that I was going to be in the control room every weekend. I was going to be in a truck. I was going to watch. And so I think the first thing is, you know, showing the commitment to learn and that you care about what these individual jobs are. So I had a great boss at ABC when I was running, I was doing the programming for college football. And he said to me, this is a long time ago. And he said, you, you need to get production experience because if you want to be a good leader, you know, programming, but you need to, you know, big part of this job is what happens on the screen. You need to know that. So he literally assigned me to go do graphics at a couple of events. So I was, you know, working as a production assistant, even though I was the VP of programming. And that experience was so good, but even just, not just the experience, but actually the process, like understanding that's the way you should think, like get yourself immersed in it. And I've always tried to do that. Um, look, these are these are jobs where you're working on the exciting things. It's not hard to get excited about, you know, working in these areas. So that's, that's the philosophy. And, you know, showing the people you work with that you respect what they do, that you want to understand and learn what they do, and then include them in the process and I just think that's always the winning formula. It was it was for me. It's how I got ahead. And I want to make sure that I do the same thing for people that I work with and, and for. And, and to that point, how critical is it to listen and to be on the ground with the student athletes and coaches as well? Yeah, I mean, I tried to do that right away. I mean, I, I hadn't even started yet. I went to Fox Chapel in Pittsburgh to watch the women's golf championships just because I want people to, to see it. I want to see what, what an event looks like. You know, the Big Ten Championship for for the young women that are in this this championship, like what the experience is for them and their families and their coaches. And I got to walk the course and and talk to a lot of the coaches. I met every I met all of them, and that was just great. And so I think that's really important. And you know, there's, I've learned a lot from a lot of really good leaders, and and being there, and you know, going to games and showing that you're there and you care, taking the time to go say hello, to the officials and the coaches. And giving them your time, it just means a lot. And, and oh, by the way, you learn a lot more. You learn a lot more quickly. And it's they're not places to spend. They're not bad places to spend time. That's for sure, as you know. Tony, I appreciate it. I look forward to working with you uh, in the months and years ahead. And that'll wrap up this edition of our NCAA Social Series. As always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series, where all our social series are archived. Thanks for watching, everyone. Mm -hmm.